Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 8.55am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Marnie and from the Brainwaves team today we have Rebecca and Lauren. They are going to discuss and review the movie Film. Feed is a movie about 18-year-old Olivia Gray and the struggles she goes through when her twin brother Matt tragically dies in a car accident. After his death, Olivia falls down a dark path of disordered eating and a quest for perfectionism. The film is written, produced and stars Troyanne Belisario, who drew uh, on her own person lived experience of anorexia for the film. Just a warning, on today's show we will be discussing eating disorders, hospitalisation, grief and other heavy topics. If this is confronting for you then please tune out. Uh, You can always contact the Butterfly Foundation on 1800 334673 or Wellways Helpline on 1300 111500. We will also be discussing spoilers from the film. Cheers. Thanks, Marnie. Yeah, so how did you find the film, Lauren? Um, well, first of all, I should preface by saying that I am a massive Troy Belisario fan. So she's I great. absolutely love all of her short films that she's done. Um, absolutely loved her on Pretty Little Liars. Um, and I know that overall she's just a great filmmaker. So this is the first film that she's directed, like full-length film. Um, and she also produced and stars in it. And I just think it was a really amazing film. Even if you take away like the side of mental illness, I just thought it was really um, haunting, really well shot, well framed. The soundtrack was really beautiful. The casting was really great. I just thought overall it was such a yeah really lovely film to watch. Mm. Yeah, it definitely was. And I think... Haunting is a good word, I think. Yeah, Yeah. and I think also based on her own personal experience with her eating disorder, I think that's amazing as well that she's been able to produce something Mm. like that because it's, like, it's incredible to kind of, like, tell your own story. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I know that it's really something that she struggled with and I think she'd been writing the film for something like eight years. Yeah, I Um, think it says eight years here. mm. Yeah. which and is a really long time to be, like, focusing on and manifesting your own, like, experiences into a tangible thing that you can then produce and distribute to millions of people worldwide, um, drawing on your own experience, which I think can be really, really powerful as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that she definitely struggled a lot um, with 
work and with um, being like sort of put in the spotlight to become a role model to a lot of really young and impressionable teenage girls. Um, So for her, like she didn't, well, this is what I've just read in articles. She didn't want to be seen as like this perfect person and saying, oh, you know, like high school is really hard and that's like life gets better, blah, blah, blah. When deep down, you know, she didn't have a great high school life. She almost mm. didn't go to college because she was too skinny. Like she got kicked out of college or something for losing a lot of weight and needed to go back home to be hospitalized. Like there was a lot of tragic stuff that happened in her career and in her young life. Um, so to turn around and make a movie about that, I think is really powerful yeah. and really shows a good story. And even though, you know, the movie wasn't describing her life, like she didn't lose her twin brother in a car accident or anything. Um, she doesn't even have a twin brother. Um, I think it's still a really powerful thing to draw on your experience of your living experience of mental illness and make that into something that people can then watch and learn from and say, you know, something like that happened to me or I really like I learnt something from your story or I really relate to your story as well. I think that's really Mm. important. Yeah, and I can definitely see there's quite a bit of things that she's suffered with Mm. that have related to, like, in the movie as well that you can really tell. Um, I think also, like, because I kind of grew up watching Pretty Little Lies, so I knew Mm. of her. Um, But I think it was kind of interesting also because I didn't really know she suffered from an eating disorder until like this whole like movie Mm. was being produced and came out and I thought that was quite I know it was it was quite shocking to be honest because like I just never thought like like someone like this great would be suffering so immensely with like no something as big as an eating disorder no I definitely remember learning about it before the movie um mostly in the scheme of talking pretty little lies um (laughs) there's a whole lot of stuff that goes down and she was one of the ones that told the producers you know one of these girls really has to succumb to something one of these girls needs to be hospitalized or like you need to go through their storyline of how it actually feels to be traumatized and bullied and everything so Mm. she was one of the ones that made sure that her character um you know ended up in a psych ward and stuff like that like she was one of the ones that made sure that the what was going on television was actually real Mm. Um, so she was really instrumental in that, but I think, yeah, it really shows in the movie how much of herself that she's put into it, like how much work, how much effort, um, even down to casting herself. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was quite interesting as well because like the movie, like other eating disorder movies, like say to the bone Mm. and that in comparison, like it wasn't really focused on like weight or even like how skinny she was like it was never a goal for her to be like skinny as it was for other characters like into the bone and that yeah which I thought was so interesting it's such a change as well it was never numbers based or like goal based it was always very much like I think for Olivia in the movie it was very much about control and about grief um as opposed to like wanting to look a certain way or yeah, I think that was something that To The Bone was really focused on was, like, image and weight and stuff, which I think is good to see, but it's it's There's also, more, like, other, side, there's other, other sides, sides to, to the story. And not, not like, not one anorexic yeah. is, like, tiny either. Yeah, yeah, there's not, like, one size fits all for eating disorders as well. And I think yeah. that was, like, the huge difference is because it kind of took out like the whole her image like she's not skinny enough like she's Mm. not trying enough and I think so 
the whole the whole story to begin with like I think we're on a journey and we learnt about these characters and then suddenly her twin brother dies in a car crash yeah and I think that changed so much for her because I think the first time food was really ever mentioned that I could really see um like her brother that she invisible envision so like hallucinates I guess yeah um and because she was falling behind in classes he just said look we'll study we'll do what we used to do and every question like you get right we can have cookie dough Mm. because I'm starving yeah I think for her eating disorder like her it was her brother like appearing to her like because most people say like when they have an eating disorder is that there's some voice inside their head that like tells them like not to eat whereas it was literally her brother just being like I'm starving so instead of eating herself eating the food that she had herself she'd put it in like a snap lock bag and then give it to her brother but she didn't know that she was actually putting it behind a tree yeah I think it's yeah really important that I suppose for movies, you can't exactly, like, put a voice in somebody's head and, like, show that to a viewer. So I think for her to turn that into, this is a person that's just died and is still haunting this person, but in a new way. Mm -hmm. So it's not just her, like, her brother and his, like, ghost or whatever haunting her. It's him becoming her eating disorder, Um, which I think is really, yeah, slightly disturbing. But also it's a really good way to portray it on film. Because, like I said, you can't really put that voice into a viewer's head. Like, you can't really show them what it feels like. So to put an actual, like, person there, I think, is a really good way of showing it to people that might not normally see an eating disorder. Yeah, and I think especially probably one of the last scenes, and this is, like, obviously a spoiler alert for anyone you haven't <laughs> seen it, um, is I thought when she was about to ju- jump off her balcony, like, yeah. she was actually not wanting to do it. It was, like, her brother convincing her mm. that, like, no, you've got to do this. Like, we made a pact when we were younger that we're going to die together. Yeah. And, like, you could tell, like, just from the acting itself, it's, like, she didn't want to jump off the, the balcony, balcony at yeah. all like she she didn't want to she told him to stop numerous times and I think when her like it wasn't it wasn't until her parents didn't find out because until like a teacher had phoned her parents and yeah. obviously at that stage Olivia um she kept deleting the voice messages that were left on yeah the home phone and it wasn't until the teacher ended up calling late at night during a Christmas party that like her mum knew and then her mum stood outside and I guess especially for all the viewers like who are watching the movie the mum steps outside into the tree that like her brother and her used to hang out with so much Mm. um like you could see there was there was like maggots there was like rotting food like she was stashing food away and, and I don't even think like she realized she was doing it because she thought she was giving it to her brother. Yeah. And I think from there she then saw her mum then saw her like standing up on the balcony and then her mum got her dad and then they rushed up to kind of like help her and then it goes to the next scene where like she's falling and then suddenly she's in a gurney. Yeah. And like she's screaming out like for her mum and her for her dad before they like they give her a sedative or something I think the one thing that really shocked me which kind of like brought me to tears is that she screamed out for her brother Mm. because like she always needed her brother like even during like hard times and because they spent 
Like, I can't imagine, like, losing a sibling. Mm. But I think it affected her so much. Yeah. Just to lose him. I think those scenes in the hospital, like, obvious spoilers, um, they were some of the most graphic points (coughs) in the film. Like, that was when you realised that, yes, she was feeding her brother and that's, like, the way that she was treating her eating disorder. And then there was also, like, the point where she stops eating so the hospital nurses start giving her... Um, like meal replacement shakes and she starts trying to give them to her brother and then they find them spilled on the floor so then they force her to start eating through a tube. Mm. That scene was really graphic. Um, And I think that's something that you don't see in films anymore. Like really, this is what the truth is. This is what happens to people out in hospitals every day. Um, And I like, it's really brave that some film network was willing to like read a script and they were like, yeah, we'll leave that in. Like we've got no issue with showing the harsh reality of disordered eating. We have no like problem with showing psychiatric wards or anything like that. Like we want to show the truth. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's definitely been a lot of like in the movie, there's been a lot of images, especially where it comes to, like, how she's handling things, like when she's gone over to Julian's house. Oh, yeah, the boyfriend's um, house. Yeah. yeah, to make, he said, because she was feeling sick, which is obviously, like, a side effect of her anorexia. Mm. Um, she became very weak, very sick, very ill. And he, she came over to his house and she just... I think, I think they both sat down, he... he he just expressed her con- like his concern about her. Mm. He fed her like I think it was one spoonful of soap just because he could physically hear her stomach rumbling. I think that's like a like that's a huge sign. I don't think she wanted anyone to really know what she was doing. Mm. And then they obviously like had sex. Um but like moments before that happened, she just told her brother like to get out to like just go away just for just just for, for a, a while, while yeah. yeah and I think in a way she was using that like sex as a distraction like from probably like her brother and then also like for eating as well like because mm-hmm. she doesn't like I don't think she really ate around anyone in no. the film I think she only had like one bite and that was in a clip in the beginning and that was of salad yeah, I think it's important to note that, like, one of the very first scenes is her sitting in the principal's office on the first day of senior year and being told that she's going to be valedictorian or whatever. Um, but, the like, the first thing you sort of notice is that her stomach's rumbling mm-hmm. and, like, it makes you realise that it wasn't just something that happened because of her brother and it did manifest in that way, but there was always something there. Like you said, like, she was always picky about eating in front of people or anxious about eating or, like, studied really, really hard and was, like, controlled and perfection and all that. Yeah. Like, that was really important to her Well, as even well. she didn't even want to go to the party, which ended up resulting in, like, her brother's death. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> um, did we mention about, like, Troy and Belisario losing weight for the role? No, I think, we I didn't. think that's really important. I think that's like, been, like, a huge issue, especially when it comes to, Eating like, disorder films. films. Yeah. So, obviously, was it Lily Collins in To the Bone? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, she lost a considerable amount of yeah, weight. Yeah, she lost a lot, and I think that definitely showed, like, through the character. Yeah. Um, but it's been said in interviews, and Tryon Belisari has, like, admitted to it, that, yes, she did lose weight for the film. It wasn't, like, the original point. It wasn't mm. that, like, she needed to be skinnier. 
but the way that she did it was that she got in contact with her old psychologist who helped her through being hospitalised, you know, six or so years ago um, and started, like, going to therapy again um, because, obviously, going through that film would bring up a lot of old mm. issues um, and losing weight and being restrictive about your dieting does bring up a lot of those issues. So I think it's really interesting that she even still had to lose weight for it, yeah. I guess, by personal choice. I feel like there's a huge stigma around eating disorders as well is that once you've recovered like you're reco- like you're recovered like there's yeah. nothing and like you're okay again and I think that's, well, that's completely what- the opposite especially when it comes to doing like a film like this like Troyan mm. like I imagine it would have brought up a lot of bad things in her life and I think yeah. like that could possibly have triggered her into like a relapse or anything and that and like that's the thing with these movies is that if it's someone who's had a lived experience, like mm. it's it's their experience and it doesn't mean that they're not, like it's going to be easy to get over and then you can like tell your whole life story yeah. and then at the end of it like be okay in the end. Like it brings up a lot of stuff, like you can relapse and I think that, I think probably why she did see like, her therapist and all that is to get kind of information on how she was back then Mm. but also like how does she deal with like putting this movie out on display that kind of shows a piece of like her life and how like describes like her eating disorder like I think that's really it's really brave of her but also like like at the same time it can be also dangerous because you there's always a chance that you can relapse and yeah. seeing something like this can yeah well in the articles she talks about like how um a lot of her friends and family read the script and they were like wow we like how you've written this and it's so important that you're writing it but don't star in it like just don't do it yeah. it'll be too damaging to you um and i think it's really really like res- like admirable um, that she is in such a healthy mindset that she can go back to that place and reflect on it and make something of it, like bring something to light to share with the world. Um, and obviously the movie's been out for oh, three months or so now. Yeah, it's um, been quite a while. And the reception's been really, really positive as well. Yeah, well, I think the mighty like dot com as well like there was a review that just said that everyone like should see this movie because it's like it's so important um and like it's like the thing with eating disorders and all these movies is it always tends to focus back on like the weight and like how skinny the person is and I think in this case for Olivia's story that was not the case at all it was about her journey for control because from the start she was very academic, like, yeah. she's very much an academic student, um, good grades, always getting A's and that. And I think you start to notice, you can kind of notice throughout the film as well, like, her parents' relationship deteriorating. Yeah. And, like, from that, she she just, like, I think there was even a point when Julian called her and just, and he said, like, do you want me to come over? Mm. She just said, no, I don't want you to come over here. Yeah. Like, she just wanted to get out. And I think there was so many things leading up to, like, the ending of the film. And I think I'm, – I'm glad it had, like, a positive outcome. But at the same time, like, the very last scene, like, you don't know 
like what happens next because all she says is I'm fine yeah I think it's definitely a movie about grief like um less so than about eating disorders yeah it's very much about like how this one girl deals with losing a twin and how her world around her just deteriorates very very quickly and like that's the thing also um is whenever she tried to open up to get help Mm. like from the beginning the seeing Matthew was really good at the start but like slowly as she like wanted to open up to more people and to kind of get help like every time like Matthew would get meaner and meaner he got really angry towards yeah yeah and I I think that like that I think it kind of shows what an eating disorder is. It's kind of like because at the start you th- you just think like, okay, this is going to be a coping mechanism. Like this is fine. Mm. Like I'm going to be okay. Like this is – like there's no consequences. Like everything seems to be going okay. And then suddenly you're stuck in like a whirlwind of emotions and like it do- just doesn't stop and it just gets worse and worse. And I think – and I think the scene that really made me cry the most is – when she woke up I think I think she said like I don't want to die like am I gonna die Mm. and like Matthew was convincing her like no you're not gonna die no you're not gonna die like just lie get us out of here and then she went and saw the therapist really early in the morning she just said she just broke down kind of trying to like face up to everything that's been happening in her problems and I thought that was such an amazing scene yeah the scenes with the psychologist were incredible like because obviously you've got a psychologist sitting on one side of the table who is talking to a young girl and then she herself is also talking to her brother but he doesn't know that Mm. and so it becomes this real like three-way conversation where you hear the brothers talking you hear Olivia talking and then the psychologist is trying to talk to Olivia and it's just like a three-way conversation happening but only there are two people in the room Mm -hmm. and it's really really intense but also really interesting to watch how that plays out Hmm. I think it was a really powerful moment in the film yeah Yeah, it's kind of also I think it was really nice especially the meaning of having like Matthew there as like Matthew is her eating disorder because he was just like like everything he's saying is a lie like don't believe him like why why would you believe him like I'm your brother yeah like what he's saying is lying like he's trying to hurt you Mm. like he doesn't know what's best for you yeah. And I think, like, a lot of people who suffer from an eating disorder, they always say that, like, there's, like, a voice that says to you that I, like, I'm not good enough, like, they're lying, like, I don't need help, like, I don't need nothing, like, I just need to keep doing this, like, I need I need to keep it up. Mm. I think it's um, really good that this film has been released and it can sort of set the precedent for new films about Mm. mental health um especially because in the past a lot of films about eating disorders are really really not okay Mm. they're really triggering they're really intensely filmed they're really negative and like kind of graphic as well. very graphic um yeah you're right so i think it's really good there's sort of a new wave i feel Mm. of mental health content coming out which I think will be really exciting to see how that plays out within the next like five years do you think there could have been like any improvements like in the film um like anything they could have done better do you I don't know I think 
I think probably when she was hospitalized, I feel like there wasn't, there was like a few scenes with another girl who mm. was like scraping food off and putting it in a napkin. I kind of wish that, it was a I kind of felt like that, yeah. yeah, I kind of felt like that was ignored. Mm. Like there wasn't really much that was said after like all that. Yeah. So I kind of wish that. Yeah, and also, was... like, I thought it was kind of strange as how her, how she was kind of, like, she said, I just want to eat in my room. And then she got given a shake and then was allowed to go back to her room with a shake. Like, I think, yeah, like, I think some case there's, I know dozens of people who have had eating disorders and they've never been allowed to, like, eat in their rooms, especially when you're, like, yeah. in, like, psychiatric care. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, it's really interesting. I feel like they could have spent more time in the sort of hospital setting, especially because that was something that um, Troy and Belisario really wanted to focus on was drawing on her experience of being in hospital. Hmm. Um, Yeah, it really could have been interesting to look at a few of the other characters that were there because they did, you know, bring up a few of the characters in, like, group therapy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it could have been really interesting to see that. Mm. Um, but sadly a movie can't obviously go yeah, for two hours exactly L- too long movie so i'm sure like, there was like lots of things that were cut out that were n- yeah. in there well, from the beginning the film probably went through that many reiterations over eight years yeah um it'd be interesting to know if it's originally started out as a short film because i know that that's what she's really been yeah. doing over the past like five years as short films yeah so i think it'll turn be... it into like a feature film is really intense yeah. yeah i think it'll be really interesting to see what happens next and if she'll direct like another movie yeah that's well, doing know... with like to do with eating disorders i'm kind of interesting to see how this whole year will play out with like mental health because obviously 13 reasons why season two is coming out soon oh yeah so like i think it'll be a really interesting year and hopefully mm. that like this movie especially like even though it was released last year that'll set like what a movie about mental health should be like yeah hopefully we see more um realistic and enlightening content coming out in the next not derogatory yeah in the next 12 months you'd really like to see some really good movies about mental health That's all we have time for today. Thanks to Rebecca and Lauren for the discussion on the movie Feed. If you need any support, please contact Lifeline on 131114 or Wellways Helpline on 1300 111 500. The Butterfly Foundation also has an online support chat on their website, www.butterfly.com thebutterflyfoundation.org.au or you can call them on 1-800-334673. You can find more of our shows at our website brainwaves.org.au or on the 3CR website 3cr.org.au or on iTunes. Feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for shows via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.